We all are creatures that are fond of habits, even those that like to be spontaneous. So it takes us out of the loop when we're suddenly thrown out of our comfort zone. When someone decides to shake our world for good or bad, it always shakens us up. But that's not to contemplate for now. So without further ado, let's hear some news. As countries around the world celebrated the UK's Platinum Jubilee for Queen Elizabeth II this past week, five soldiers collapsed as the royal attended the service at St. Paul, as the heat was seemingly proving too much for some of those in their uniforms. New tick disease is emerging across the globe. Although doctors say that they're difficult to diagnose, most tick-borne diseases presented with similar flu-like symptoms in humans fever, fatigue, and body ache. South Korean and U.S. intelligence officials have said they detected North Korean efforts to prepare its northeastern testing ground for another nuclear test. North Korea has already conducted missile tests 17 different times in 2022, including its first ICBM demonstration in nearly five years, exploiting a favorable environment to push forward weapons development as the UN Security Council remains divided over Russia's war on Ukraine. Ukraine wants to purchase Israel's Iron Dome defense system to help use against Russia's attacks and accuse the Israeli government of not providing enough military or medical systems. Israel's dome defense system has been in service since 2011 and has helped intercept and destroy short-range rockets and artillery shells fired from distances of 4 kilometers to 70 kilometers away, and whose trajectory would take them to an Israeli-populated area. Another country that currently is in the hands of Israel's Iron Dome defense system is the United States of America. A Russian official had issued an ominous warning to the U.S. that President Vladimir Putin could wipe out the east and west coast with just four nuclear missiles, which are known as Satan II, in NATO countries. Alexei Zuraviv, a member of Russia's parliament, proclaimed on state TV that the country has the capabilities to launch a devastating nuclear attack on the U.S. over its support of Ukraine in the war. Now, recounting the latest news, could it be that Russia is actually thinking of starting a nuclear war? What about North Korea and their so-called missile test? Are we prepared for an all-out bombing within countries? Well, that's what this episode is all about. We'll be diving in on what could happen if a nuclear bomb hits and how to survive. Remember y'all, all information gathered was from various sources for educational and informative purposes. I'm Joyce Grace, and this is Shots of Endorphins. Imagine waking up to a system alert notifying you that there's a nuclear missile heading to your town. Only 15 minutes at your disposal to get ready and look for cover, hoping you even survive. Well, on January 13, 2018, Chris Luan, a resident in Hawaii, had to deal with one as she woke up early in the morning. Her children hurled themselves into her room looking for answers as well. All she had thought was to get water before issuing orders to her kids. Her instinct ran at 100 miles per second, remembering protocols she was taught to do in case a disaster were to appear. 
Vern Miyagi was sitting and drinking his coffee before his work phone and personal phone went off at the same time with the notification. He was confused on why the sirens haven't been yelling yet or had received a phone call about the case. He was not the administrator of the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency for nothing. His wife seeked him out in panic and asked if it was real. All he could say was that he was about to find out but to get the bunker ready. And many people just like Luan and Miyagi recount their stories of reacting the same with the survival instincts taking over. And for those of you that don't know what had happened, there was a mass alert that was sent through all of Hawaii about a ballistic missile threat heading towards Hawaii and that everyone needed to seek shelter. And what took the kicker was that the ending of the message said it was not a drill. So you can see the uncertainty and fear of what was happening to those around them showed. Now back to the present time. Looking back at the incident that had happened in Hawaii, it's terrifying to know that although it was a relief that nothing awful happened, what would you have done in their situation? Would you have reacted the same way as Luan, immediately commanding those around her what to do to survive? Would you have been alerted but calm about the situation like Miyagi? Or would you have panicked not knowing what to do in the situation? Crazy, huh? You would think that by now we would all be more prepared for that accidental scare tactic that happened. But nevertheless, there is no better time than now to learn something new. Man, who'd have thought that it would become more common to hear nowadays about how to survive a nuclear bomb? Well, you have it, folks. You can't say you heard it until you actually do. You're welcome. But jokes aside, we're living in days in which you can't guarantee that tomorrow you'll have a home still standing. Or maybe you'd have to evacuate the area you're in. Either way, it never hurts to be prepared, like I always say. Better safe than sorry. So, let's first start on what to do when you get that emergency alert notification or the sirens start to sound. And in this case, I would highly recommend researching your region's notification form for disaster alerts so you know what to expect and make sure you have all your alerts ready. Again, once you receive that notification alert, what is it the first thing that pops into your head? Well, obviously the panic, but the one thing that many experts say is you must pull away from that fear and think with a clear mind. So, as much as it sounds harsh, suck it up, buck, and place a timer inside your head because according to ready.gov, you got at least 10 to 15 minutes to look for shelter. That is, if you are out of range of the hit, but we'll get to that in a sec. So you got 15 minutes to look for shelter and take refuge for the next 24 hours until local authorities provide other instructions. It is highly recommended to take a shelter in brick or concrete buildings as they are the best to withstand any debris and or radiation. If you are at home, you and your family should stay inside at all times. Make sure that you delegate a task to each of your family members' specific tasks that can all be done in time. Your first priority to help survive is to make sure to look for a safe room, water, food, and supplies. So while some are working on storing water and getting the safest room in the house ready, Others need to be procuring food and supplies, as many as possible, hopefully to last at least a week. But the more the merrier. 
Meanwhile, clean water should be on top of the list since water would most likely be contaminated and you can survive the most with water and no food in dire situations. Without clean water for both drinking and continued sanitary practices in food preparation and for excursions to the bathroom, which may be less sanitary than normal, debilitating diseases could sicken and devastate your entire family with little hope of receiving timely medical care. But that is only a probable disaster that can be avoided as long as you have lots of water with you. So it is very much recommended that you always keep gallons of water at your disposal since if or when a nuclear bomb hits, survivors will try to access the water all at the same time and the water pressure will be at its peak. And that might be the last time you'll be able to get water in a long time. So always store clean purified water at home, just in case. After the water, it's obviously food, which in this case, it is recommended to have canned goods like beans, fruits, meats, etc. ready to eat goods, or in other words, snacks like granola or energy bars, cheese, trail mix, etc. Perishable foods like bread and fruit, juices and sodas, instant dry milk or basically powdered milk, so on and so forth. Now your shelter should either be a basement or in the middle of the building. Preferably one that has no windows and is closed in. Stay away from the outer walls and roof. Now let me explain a bit about why it is necessary. Radioactive fallout is the particle matter or in other words dust produced by a nuclear explosion and that is lifted in the air by the mushroom explosion. A heavier radioactive fallout, more dangerous and noticeable, will first fall in the areas closest to ground zero and then expand outwards to arrive in a matter of minutes after the explosion. The smaller particles in general will later arrive within hours of the explosion. These particles can travel longer distance estimated to reach hundreds of kilometers afar. This radioactive fallout dust is the most dangerous because it contains radiation charged with energy meaning that the radiation, not the dust, can penetrate walls, roof, and clothes. So let's try to avoid it at all costs. Although the radioactive fallout from a nuclear explosion is deadly, it does lose its intensity quickly because it already charges intense energy, which gives you at least an upper probability of survival if you are on the outskirts of its hit. Now, if you're not with your family or at home, you can reunite later to avoid any exposure to dangerous radiation. But your main priority is to find shelter quickly. Then try to follow the steps indicated earlier so at least you can survive the next 24 hours until the authorities say otherwise. So now that you and your family, friends, co-workers, etc. are all taking refuge, have at least the supplies needed because your time is up. This is the time when you gotta take action to what your kindergarten teacher used to say in a fire. Stop, drop, and roll. Oh, not the roll part, but you get the gist. Stop, drop, and hide. 
And hey, if you couldn't arrive at a shelter fast enough, take cover from the blast behind anything that might offer protection. Lie face down to protect exposed skin from the heat and flying debris. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth if possible. If you're in a vehicle, stop safely and duck down within the vehicle. And let me just get this out of the way. No, unfortunately, you cannot survive in your car for obvious reasons. So after the shockwave passes, run like the wind, bullseye, because you need to seek shelter ASAP. Reminder, you got 10 to 15 minutes max left. It is highly necessary to wear a mask at all times. And no, I'm not saying because of COVID. It's because of the radioactive particle dust and that you're trying to avoid inhaling and from there, never take it off or touch your face after the bomb. And if you don't have a K95 or any mask at your disposal, better hope you have a lady next to you because she's going to need to take her bra off and use it as a mask. And no, I'm not kidding. Anyway, if you were exposed to some of the dust, the first thing you gotta do is remove your outer layer of contaminated clothing to remove fallout and radiation from your body. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth if possible. So wash yourself immediately. Then take a shower or wash with soap and whatever to remove fallout from any skin or hair that was not covered. If you cannot wash or shower, use a wipey or clean wet cloth to wipe any skin or hair that was not covered. Hand sanitizer does not protect against fallout. Again, avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth if possible. And please, do not use disinfectant wipes on your skin. Oh, and how can we forget our furry friends? Make sure to bring your pets inside and are with you at all times. In case they were outside and survived the fallout, clean them by gently brushing your pet's coat to remove any fallout particles and washing your pet with soap and water if available. Also, just because I sometimes worry about humanity and people tend to do stupid stuff, do not consume food or liquids that were outdoors uncovered and may be contaminated by fallout. Actually, don't inhale anything that was outside of your home just in case. Now, y'all be saying, Joyce, is this really necessary? Yes, honest to God, it is very necessary to know this information. Like I said before, we're in an era where we can no longer say it's impossible for a nuclear bomb to hit us or it won't ever happen. If in doubt, look at the news. I can't make this stuff up, honestly. And as much as I want to say that we are past the nuclear war era, the truth is that the period of relative nuclear calm we witnessed at the dawn of the 21st century was more the exception than the rule during the seven decades since J. Robert Oppenheimer's secret project proved itself in a brilliant flash in the New Mexico desert. In fact, nuclear exercises were once commonplace in the U.S., at the height of the Cold War, New York City issued dog tags to its kids, and Chicago recommended that its citizens tattoo their blood type on their torsos because an arm or leg could easily be severed in a blast. Major cities ran annual nuclear drills known as Operation Alert exercises, and some places went even further. 
1955, Portland, Oregon practiced Operation Greenlight, a full-scale evacuation of the city. The exercise closed a thousand blocks and evacuated 100,000 people in 12 Red Cross reception areas outside the city. And before this whole fiasco with Russia, we had North Korea declaring to send missiles a few years back as well. The U.S. nuclear force even has bimobilization levels called Defense Readiness Condition, or DEFCON levels, starting with the least urgent to the direst threat. DEFCON 5. Normal everyday readiness when there is no threat of war. DEFCON 4. Increased intelligence surveillance of adversaries and increased base security. DEFCON 3. Mobilization of nuclear forces for combat operations. DEFCON 2. Nuclear forces ready for war in less than 6 hours. DEFCON 1. All nuclear forces are fully ready and or engaged in combat operations waging nuclear war. So you can take it as it is, but like I said before, better safe than sorry. We may not like that our world is changing drastically, and it's hard to accept the way events are turning out. But I'd rather be prepared for any occasion than to be stumbling around and not knowing what to do. In this case, I hope with all my soul that will never happen to anyone at all. But it never hurts to keep yourself ready. At least if nothing were to happen, we can all sigh in relief and go about our day with a little bit more knowledge than yesterday. This episode on Shots of Endorphins was produced and scripted by me, Joyce Grace, and a shout out to my research team. Want more of Shots of Endorphins? Well, you can visit and listen to the podcast at shotsofendorphins.com. You can leave comments, likes, and even help support us by clicking on the support tab as well. Also, you can follow and share this show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching up Shots of Endorphins or subscribing to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any other streaming services you're listening to. And when you do, don't forget to shoot me a greeting. It's nice to meet new people. As always, thanks for listening. And don't forget to smile.